We're not rocket scientists. We're not reinventing a wheel here. We're just taking some simple solutions to really give somebody the biggest audience we possibly can with our printed product. Welcome to this week's MTD podcast. In this week's podcast, we will be discussing marketing strategies within the manufacturing and engineering industry. I'm Giovanni Albanese, hosting today's show, a passionate engineer and a very proud member of the MTD team. Today, I'm joined by two heavyweights, two legends from the media world in engineering. Firstly, I would like to introduce our very own Mark Dedman. Mark started his publishing career in 1993 and has been involved with the manufacturing industry since 1994, working for some of the largest and top publications ever since. In 2014, Mark became a director for MTD CNC, which gave him valuable digital and publication experience. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Secondly, we have the pleasure to be joined by the one and only Carl Creamer. Carl always wanted to be an engineer and a professional ice hockey player. He achieved both. Carl served his engineering apprenticeship and worked for a well-known engineering organisation before fulfilling his dream of playing professional ice hockey full-time. Eventually, Carl got a proper job as an <laughs> electronics engineer and then started in sales and the doors opened for Carl, which led to working in media especially for publishing companies. He worked with Metal Working Production, aka MWP, for 20 years and now runs the MTD publication. Welcome to the MTD podcast, guys. Thanks, Jill. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Now, we could talk about Carl's illustrious ice hockey career for the whole podcast, and maybe that will make another great podcast another day. But today, why is it so important for engineers to market themselves correctly. I mean, you guys have got over 50 years experience in the marketing industry and you've seen certainly some massive changes. So guys, give me your opinion about marketing. Well, I'd like to start this one because publishing has been my bread and butter for many years before I came to MTD, but it is now. And it's it take you through the journey of that is that some six, seven years ago, I was really questioning when I was working on some top publications at the time in the marketplace, what value they were giving my customers. My customers saying, I'm spending a lot of money with you, but what return am I getting? And I couldn't answer the question. So therefore, really lost belief in what I was selling to a certain extent and I'd known Paul for a long time, Paul Jones. Paul said, look, I want to build the company. I want you to be part of it. We can take it somewhere. And obviously that's where we are. And against the grain, back sort of 2016, 2017, some of the Mac exhibitors are saying, MTD's getting really strong. Why don't you do your own publication? We spoke to the MTA. We produced our first issue. And then I've worked alongside with Carl for many, many years. He's a top sales guy. He said, look, I can take this magazine somewhere, and that's what he's done. So let's be honest. I mean, the magazine has still got its critics. We are a digital company. What's your belief in the magazine, Carl? I've never met anybody as passionate about his product. And ice that. hockey. And ice hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I think the marketing aspect from our readers, our visitors, our viewers, and things like that, I think marketing is key because it's such a competitive marketplace. What gives somebody the edge market perception, things like this. But from our side of the fence, I think what we're doing now is addressing a gap in the marketplace, i.e. a proper technical production engineering magazine, something with unique editorial, something that 
we're not just producing another magazine here. This is very different. And print might have its people saying it's not around or not any good anymore, things like that. I think it's got a huge place, but it has to be the right frequency with the right content. And our readers are the most important people. Without readers, there's never going to be any advertisers. And I think what we've created here with our guys, with you guys, five guys out on the road every day of the week, the sheer amount of content that we're creating and being able to take some of that digital video and transcribe it into the written word and then throw in an editor of the magazine as well, it's hard to keep up with. This is totally unique, isn't it? it, it this probably answers my question, coming back into it and being a director of the business and then going back into publishing with Cole at the helm, is that the reason I probably lost faith with what I was selling at the time all those years ago, is that certain magazines are still published in the same way. In other words, they're using the same content, same material that's going around all the editors. But what we're doing, and I said this to Carl when he came on board, so we need to make this different. And I think what makes it different, we are creating the content. So what you're telling me, some people are using regurgitated content. The content that we're producing is homegrown. Absolutely. And very high percentage. I'd say 90% is unique content. And we're getting off our backsides. We're being proactive. We're going and getting the story. I think also without knocking or being unprofessional, the monthly magazines, they're tied to their desks. They barely get out the office. They're taking the low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit being the PR from the same PR guys that are sending out the same things month after month. Someone else's words, but someone said that I'd read one magazine. I felt like I'd read them all. That's not what we want to do. They've got their place. I'm not saying they're not read, but we're just trying to be differently. Look what we're doing with the QR code, taking the reader from the printed product to the MTD video. You can now listen to our magazine. Simple, simple things. Why hasn't anybody else embraced or come along with those ideas? We're not rocket scientists and we're not reinventing a wheel here. We're just taking some simple solutions here to really give somebody the biggest audience we possibly can with our printed product. And Carl said the right thing is the amount of companies that I go into and you probably go into and the rest of the team go into where there's packs of magazines piled up because maybe the frequency is too much. Absolutely. And I think in this day and age, I think what we've created is a formula for modern day publishing. The right frequency of the printed product, our digital edition, of course, our reach is figures I find myself disbelieving, but true. To have that reach with and take the printed product, put it into the MTD portfolio, it is second to none. And again, I'm not saying other magazines aren't read, but we want to do everything in our power to make sure that our magazine is read. So effectively what you're saying is that this new magazine, it's relatively new still in comparison to some of your other engineering magazine, really complements the digital platform of MTDCNC. And I think, in my opinion, it wouldn't work without the kind of passion and experience that you guys have got because you actually believe in what you're selling. Like you say, Mark, you couldn't sell something that you didn't believe in. When you look at how we've created the business, the digital platform for the magazine to be born and grow from is that... We have a very high-end CRM system. We've got over 8,000 sites, UK and Ireland, and that's being telemarketed on a regular basis. That gives Carl the confidence that the right reader, we're getting the right reader for the magazine. So therefore, all that data is being used, not just for our customers' benefits and our own benefits, but for the magazine. I think our data is a big key thing here. And again, you can't change time, and I've done it myself, my publishing background. We came from print. We embraced digital We embraced it in a way whereby we had a website and we put some content on the website and we sold banner advertising on that website. We collated some email addresses. The information the publishing house holds on any reader is quite simply asked to receive the magazine. 
The MTD CRM is a much different beast. We've got people who are actively inquiring and purchasing. We've got huge testimonials as to the MTD lead went on to buy the machine tool or the CMM or the software. Our data, therefore our circulation in the magazine, is a very different kettle of fish to what the publishing houses actually offer. I think that you mentioned reach as well, Carl. And in my opinion, prior to MTD and prior to me knowing about MTD, with me being in the engineering industry, and and to a certain degree, I still believe it is, how the manufacturing industry kind of marketed itself in the past has been quite antiquated. I think that this is really another step which kind of really shows the evolution of marketing and it's catching up with other industries such as the car industry or any other industry. Do you remember we had the podcast with the MTA coming in with Tom? I said to him, I feel that the industry has worked for our favour of what we've actually what we offer as a digital and a print product is that a lot of engineers, okay, at their machines, they've got a bit of downtime because they're finishing a job on. They are allowed to actually read, go on the websites. They're allowed to do that and feed information upstream. As it was before in my early publishing days, it was very much about the financial directors, the manager directors only seeing the magazine. So therefore, that information is actually coming from the source of these guys saying, well, why have we got two machines when we can get a multitasking machine? And the type of features that we have in the magazine are very much like that. They actually sort of show the reasons why they bought a different type of technology to make it more cost effective. Well, we're striving with the content, whether digital or print, we're striving to be educational, aren't we? We're striving to give somebody best practice, best environment, and hopefully teaching somebody or certainly there to give a case study as to how so-and-so is cutting certain material, how he's measuring at the software he's using, the cutting tools. We're trying to really emphasize best practice. And hopefully somebody takes that and says, well, that's what we should be doing. Maybe we need to speak to that machine tool supplier. Maybe we need to buy those cutting tools. So we're trying to be educational and we put ourselves in the seat of the reader. We're, this magazine's going to engineers. They don't particularly want to read newsy and what's going on in the world. They want something that's pertinent to the job they're doing. So we have to write about production engineering, but we've got to give them sort of the latest technologies and the best practices. And that's really what we're trying to do. And often that doesn't come across in a short press release. We've had to go and get these stories. And I think with our bi-monthly frequency, we're in a real good position to have that time to go that extra mile and get the real good story. And I think that's coming across in the feedback we're getting as to the quality of the content and how pertinent that content is to the engineer. And I think it's kind of speaks for itself, really. You mentioned that we go around and we actually meet people. This is the key, isn't it? We're actually meeting people to get these stories. We actually can feel their pain. We can see what problems they are incurring. All successes, though. All successes. And when we do many testimonials, as we mentioned, some fantastic testimonials that other people are learning from. So... That takes me on to my next question, really. Why should people look to cut, like, to kind of put an advert in the magazine or use MTD? I think, again, it's, we're selling everything off the back of readership. Digitally, it's everything is off the back of our audience. And there's no denying that digital audience, the figures are there to be seen in black and white. From the print perspective, you better make some real good guarantees on readership if you're going to ask anybody for a single penny. And I think what we do, hand on heart, we make the best guarantee on anybody's marketing budget, as far as our audience, our reach, our readership, all those important things. And I think that's key to anybody wanting to spend or place an advertisement with us. We spoke about strategy and the choices. I think it is, I stop myself from saying antiquated marketplace, but it's an aging group of employees. So traditional methods are still very much 
what they know best, i.e. the printed magazine. The only thing we don't do anymore, and the older listener will remember, we don't do fax packs anymore. <laughs> I said that to a younger person. Can you tell us what they are, who didn't, And you included, Gio, didn't mm-hmm. even know what a fax machine was. But that's the only thing we don't do anymore as far as marketing strategies. On the forefront of what we used to call the marketing mix is MTD, is what we do, is social media, is digital. In the middle there, we're still going to exhibitions, we're still printing magazines. Direct mail has a resurgence because we get too many emails. So that mix of things is still there. But if you're going to be within that mix, let's be the best you can be. If you're printing something, let's give somebody relevant information. There's certainly still a marketplace for the publication. Well, so certainly. effectively what MTD are doing, emerging all different platforms in which people can learn from, be educated from. You're giving them all, every single option, whether it be a podcast, a publication, a a video. It's a bit like some of these big department stores in a way. You think they're trying to cater for everybody, the older generation for clothing, let's say the younger in between. And I suppose from a pure business-to-business marketing tool, that's what we're doing. But when you've got the experience, uh, certainly what Cole has in the marketplace, there's not much that we can't give to our readership. We come up with ideas, very happy to listen. It's not just all about saying, right, we're going to do a certain amount of issues. That's what we're going to talk about. It's very loose at times, isn't it, Carl? Absolutely, and we're ears are to the ground. We're very lucky with the ground coverage that we've got from, again, the amount of content that we're creating. But it is not tying ourselves to one particular story or application or method or product. We're very much trying to stay ahead. And like our customers or like our readers and their customers, we're wanting to embrace the latest technology investment, reinvestment in technology. What is the latest technology? So there are some real subjects now that we really have to write about that perhaps we wouldn't have written about 10 years ago. The publication is bi-monthly and bi-monthly you cover different sectors and different solutions for each sector effectively. There's different products that really lend themselves more to different sectors. Can you kind of go into some of the reasons behind kind of doing this, Carl? I think there's some obvious sectors and buoyant sectors or sectors where you would say that has the most reinvestment in technology. Throughout the year, we do two aerospace sectors. We do two automotive. We'll do medical and we'll do offshore oil and gas, a bit more all-encompassing come the November issue. I think we have to write about those because of what's going on, the money spent in those sectors. But interestingly, what I believe is that the automotive guys still want to read about aerospace. The aerospace guys want to know what the developments are in automotive. Medical, look at what's going on there. So I think by giving that sector coverage, we're really appeasing the readership by giving them the different options and keeping them abreast about what's going on in other sectors. So you may well be up to your neck in aerospace, but you still want to know what's going on in automotive. I think there's a good point there. That I mean, there's certainly an argument to say that there's a crossover. What can be done in medical can be done in aerospace, so on. And all these different sectors can learn from each other to benefit their yeah, own organisations. Yeah, transfer, Gio. It's, it's quite simple. We've given a lot of secrets away in manufacturing over the last sort of 7,500 years, in my view. Not pointing any fingers at certain political parties. But from that point of view, if you think we have become precision engineers... Yeah. Look at the Formula One companies that are based in the UK. I think it says it all. Mm -hmm. We've got the best engineers in the world. We're going to get patriotic about what we do about UK manufacturing. And I think we are all patriotic about UK manufacturing. And again, the sectors that we have in the UK, Ferrari are here in the UK now. Why is that? Again, the best engineers. You watch Formula One, watch the Grand Prix and things like that. 
The one guy they speak to is always the Englishman, the head of technical, whatever, whatever. He's always the English Ross guy, Bourne, isn't was he? it? That used to well, work yeah, for Ferrari. Yeah, so, so again, make the statement about us having the best engineers. I greatly believe that. What we as a company, whether we're digital or print, we're trying to serve that the clever people that are within that sector. So what we produce has to be relevant, technical, and respecting the type of audience that are looking at what we're doing, young or old. So the younger guy who probably doesn't agree that we should print something, well, we can cater for him. The older guy who likes his trade publication, we can cater for him. But the content across digital and print has to be relevant and it has to be something that somebody's going to learn and we hope to God that they read and look at what we're doing. As you know, I spend a lot of time away from the office, away from the country with some of my customers. Our, France, our customers in, well, allegedly so. <laughs> I'm very close to it. I know that. But the thing with that is that I get time to be on my computer. I've got the time to actually take something in as well as apart from reading it. But having the content of the magazine available as an audio is great because I can actually think, oh, do you know what? I just want to sit on this plane, chill out a little bit. I'll tell you what, there was a really good feature that I didn't get around to reading in the last edition effectively. And I think that's great for anybody on the move. Absolutely. I think it was Joe's idea originally. I know we haven't reinvented a wheel here, but Joe Reynolds said he was walking the dog trying to read his copy of the magazine at the same time. He thought, well, why can't I listen to this? And we well, was... can't read, that's why. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, so I think, again, not rocket scientists, not reinventing a wheel, but... Again, why, as you said, why you got disheartened with the print industry, with the publishing houses of old, simple things that lazily or lack of reinvestment or lack of foresight or whatever, that something that we don't have, something we have plenty of and looking ahead. And I think it's great that we are able to offer it as an audio book. And it's not going to stop there. We've got the printed thing, which is core and people still want that. But our digital reach, it's not going to stop there with regards to the magazine. What we can do moving forward, and we've got some real clever guys within the company, how we are really going to make the two dovetail, how we can make the printed edition, okay, we've got the digital edition, how we can put that out there with that reach that MTD have. I think that you mentioned education and you mentioned this new kind of technology that you're kind of incorporating into the publications, which is stemming from MTD Digital. This is really appealing as well for the younger generation because you you think about it, right? There was a program years ago that I'm sure you used to watch, Tomorrow's World. That was appealing not just to an engineer, that was appealing to everyone. Youngsters as well. Exactly. Yeah, school leaders, yeah. What we as a company are privileged to see, not many people get to see, we get to see the best of everything kind of process and sometimes the worst which is quite good in some respects but then we know what the best is because we've seen the worst you have to have a a benchmark Uh, yeah we can kind of we can pass on valuable information to people that are looking to learn and we can really kind of guide people into this industry because now we need to change the perception of engineering it's so important in the past engineers were perceived to be dirty old men working in a dirty environment well so I, 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 know you, I know what you mean yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is a clean industry now you mentioned the formula one outfits down in oxfordshire where you know yeah. you go into their workshops mclaren yeah. f1 in surrey but you go into spotless. some you go into it's, some of these companies that are in medical they're even cleaner Mm. I'm not joking. They are absolutely, it's unbelievable. And I think the beauty of our industry and the magazine supports, and it's going into schools, academies and colleges and all, all these type of things, is that I've never seen our industry being portrayed as well as it is now to young learners getting them to think, okay, engineering is quite a sexy place. And I think that's what we try to do as MTD, really. I mean, you mentioned the reach. 650,000 viewers of the digital content that we create per month. And I think it's more if you take into consideration social platforms, LinkedIn, et cetera. 
However, that is going out to a wider audience than just the engineers. And it's got to be due to the innovations, the technology, the kind of stories that we're kind of showcasing, whether that be on the digital platform or the publication or the podcast. I think that we're getting a message across. And I think that Britain and the UK has always been great in manufacturing, but we can make it greater, but can't that's, we? That's what makes it different is that when we came up with the idea of the magazine and then Carl was available, I just said one word, we just need to make it different. And he's made it different is the content, the editorial guys. They're all trying to find the best story to get people to pick that magazine up. So therefore, it's easier to actually use it as from a commercial point of view to support it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it didn't go off on some crazy tangent. I mean, look at what we're writing about, the sectors we've said that we're writing about, but it's still cutting metal at the end of the day, machining, measurement, cutting tools, the software behind all that. Okay, we have to write about additive manufacturing. It's there, it's with us. It's now, we're now talking production as opposed to low volume or prototyping. So we have to write about additive and we know that our readers want to read about those subjects and we will write more on that as the years go by sort of thing. But I think again, just content, it's an old cliche, content is king. And if we're going to be relevant to an audience, then keep saying it, then let's make that the best content that we can create. And we're very lucky, I think, because of the brand now, 10, 12 years digital, because of the MTD brand, I think we're allowed into places that others aren't. When someone says you can't film that, we don't film it. When someone says you can't write about that, we don't write about that. You know what? It's amazing what people have done over the years where they've mentioned a certain UK aeroplane manufacturer when they shouldn't and things like that. So I think we're lucky with the jobs we have. And I think we're very lucky that we're able to create this content in the places we go into and hopefully give the right type of information to those looking at what we're doing. I can't agree with you more, really. I think everything that we've said today is brilliant. If I give you my opinion on the magazine, what I really like about it, from when I was a sales rep, the only time I used to ever see like publications really is when I was sat down in someone's reception and magazines were there. Now, I'd flick through it, but now that you've got the QR codes in there, say, for example, if there was a picture of a vice in a magazine, you don't really get to feel or understand how that vice works. But now you've got a QR code in there where we can go and review it digitally to really pinpoint the USPs of that product. Brilliant. And I would certainly just get my phone out and watch the video. Guys, it's been an absolutely fantastic... Before, uh, before I finish, or before no, no, we no, finish, it's st- your no, show, no, sorry. No, but no, we've still one, got time. One, one thing that for any engineers that may not receive their own personal copy, how can they get a copy of the MTD magazine, Carl? Go to the website, www.mtdcnc.com forward slash magazines, and you can subscribe to it there. It's free, or you can contact me direct, Carl, at mtdcnc.com. And the audio side? So just your podcast. I mean, if you've got the January issue there, we've got a double page spread advertisement in there just explaining how, but basically every iPhone, every tablet, Android, Android, whatever it is, there's a podcast app on there and you just put in the MTD podcast. You can select all the different features, whatever you want to listen to. Quite simple, really. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. So if you've listened to this podcast, make sure to review the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and ask any questions about what we've talked about and we'll answer them in the next podcast. Thank you very much. Until next time, the MTD Podcast. Cheers, Joe. Thanks for listening to the MTD Podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.